0: You know, as fortune would have it on the same day brian and i lost each other in this store and when we walked out we had the exact same shirt and we couldn't believe that we had bought the same shirt we were talking about how if you can't see the prices the colors the sizes that well the first way you tell quality is by grabbing it and touching it and this particular shirt that we had both bought was extremely soft and it was in that moment that a light bulb went off
1: welcome to Mindful Businesses. Presented by Sarani, I'm your host, Vidya Iyer. In our podcast, we bring to you brands which are mindful in their practices and processes. A mindful business adopts and employs sustainable social, economic, and environmental practices. We have with us Bradford and Brian Manning from Two Blind Brothers, the creators of Ultra Soft Clothing with the sole purpose to fund the cure for blindness. Welcome, Brian and Bradford.
2: Well, thank you so
0: much for having us. We're we're excited to talk to you.
1: Could you talk about how and when you were diagnosed with the disease?
0: Sure. So this is Brad. I'm the older brother, um, the wiser, um, better looking uh, brother.
2: Or he just jumps over top of me. One of the two.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um but so because I'm 5 older 5 years older than Brian I was diagnosed first and that story basically started when I failed the kindergarten eye chart which started this you know two year hunt to try to figure out what had happened to my eyesight and um after lots of doctors and misdiagnoses um I was in a particular specialist office and He did a test, and he came back in, and he told my mother and myself that I had Stargardt's disease. And Stargardt's disease, it's a juvenile form of macular degeneration where you lose your center vision over time. You keep a decent amount of your peripheral vision usually. And and at that time, it was really rough news for my mother. You know, she didn't know what it meant. Um, The doctor said there's no cure and we don't know how quickly or how dramatically, you know, I would lose my eyesight. And, um, you know, the only saving grace was... When we got back in the car, my mom said, enough of this, it's time to party. And she took me to Friendly's Ice Cream. I got a giant sundae, and then we went to Blockbuster, and I got the movie Air Bud, which was the dog that can shoot three-pointers and uh, won a high school basketball game. Uh, and I remember sitting there thinking that this was one of the best days of my whole life
1: what an awesome mom you have. And what about you, Brian? Um, so you probably got it just around the same age? Yes,
2: I I was diagnosed basically at the same age. I had a, a significantly shorter uh, diagnosis process because they had an idea of what they were looking for. And five years later, you know, medicine had come along a little ways. And I also went to friendlies, but I got AirBud 2 Golden Receiver. It's a dual threat dog. And we're very, it was, uh, you know, it was a
1: great day all around. So are you both considered legally blind now?
2: Yeah, so legal
0: blindness starts at a vision acuity of 2200 and sort of typical vision is around twenty-twenty. Um, so Brian and I's vision is between 2200 and 2400 depending on the day and depending on the eye.
1: How many Americans are affected by this disease? Um, the juvenile version and the macular degeneration?
2: So the there are 11 million Americans who suffer from retinal eye disease, and as you pointed out, uh, macular degeneration is the most commonly aff- commonly affliction. Common affliction, and for Braddon disease, Stargardt's, it's about one in ten thousand people
1: suffer from uh, Stargardt's. How did you? think about starting the brand? What was your background? Were you in fashion? Were you in the retail space? Who came up with the idea?
0: No, not at all. Brian and I were about as far from a charitable online fashion clothing brand as possible. I was doing, uh, I was working in business development for a small investment firm. Brian was doing sales for a data company. And um, one day we were both in New York shopping at a Bloomingdale's and um you know, we had been talking recently about some of the medical advancements that have been made. For example, there was a, a kid named Yannick Douay, this is back in the early 2000s, who was treated with an experimental gene therapy um, that uh, ended up being developed by a company called Spark Therapeutics. But, but this kid had a rare condition called LCA, where he was blind, and this gene therapy actually reversed his condition and and we were just talking about how exciting that was and uh, you know as fortune would have it on the same day brian and i lost each other in this store And when we walked out we had the exact same shirt and we couldn't believe that we had bought the same shirt we were talking about how if you can't see the prices the colors the sizes that well The first way you tell quality is by grabbing it and touching it. And this particular shirt that we had both bought was extremely soft. And it was in that moment that a light bulb went off. What if this could be our project? What if we could focus on making the softest shirts in the entire world uh, with a vigilance to to, uh, comfort and sense of touch and, and, and use it as a vehicle to give back by giving 100% of the profits back to preclinical research to help try to find that next cure, like the one that Yannick benefited from. And uh, that, that's when we decided to launch our brand, Two Blind Brothers.
1: So what makes your T-shirt extra soft?
2: Oh, it all comes down to the fabric. We have the single most beautiful, most luxurious, most fantastic fabric on the planet. It's like it's like holding magic in your hands every time you touch it.
1: So if I can interrupt you both for a second, um, I wanted to share something that happened with me last week. I went for a routine eye checkup to my doctor and... I happened to mention to him, hey, I'm really excited. I'm going to be talking to these two brothers who make the T-shirts, which hope to help fund um, the find the cure for blindness. And he said, are the T-shirts soft? And I said, yes. <laughs> so uh, that was kind of an exciting moment uh, for me when I found somebody who could connect and relate to you.
2: Oh, that feels so good. Thank you so much for sharing that because we put all of the love, energy, passion, our whole team here basically just lives and dies by this idea of we are making the most beautiful, luxurious, soft, comfortable, fantastic product that we possibly can. And, you know, you put your whole self into it and you think it's going to be amazing and you and you know in your heart that it's amazing, but it's, it's so wonderful to hear positive feedback. It makes my day still.
1: What is so different about just a very soft T-shirt? Do you have some Braille embossed to tell the people the color and other features of the t-shirt yeah so
0: basically you know brian and i got pulled out of school in middle school to learn braille and um you know growing up it was kind of like you know a, a, a unique skill that we shared together we didn't know anyone else who who uh knew braille or was learning braille and um You know, and, you know, luckily we have some vision and so generally we either use text to speech or we use large print. But when we started uh, the brand, it was a chance for us to pull uh, Braille back into the design. And, you know, part of it is it really serves two purposes for us. One is, you know, we're sick of these logos that people just put in the middle of their shirts that really have no meaning. And for us, Braille is, uh, Braille was always a secret message. It was a way for us to connect, you know, when we incorporated into the design, it was a nod to our experience and to the visually impaired and blind community. Um, But also it's functional. You know, if you can't see, you can grab that shirt and you'll know what color you're wearing. And um, for somebody that normally has to take out a phone to get it to tell it to, to, to try to describe the color, or to get a friend to tell them what, or a family member to tell them what color they're wearing, or to try to label it themselves in some way. This, this was our way to make it make it easy um, and, and make it a, a part of the design as well. So, as a
1: sighted person, you know, we are fortunate enough to not even think about these very rudimentary things like I want a black shirt, I just go to my closet and pick it up. And for me it was eye opening when I saw your website on my mobile device and you have a small eye on the left hand corner where a sighted person can touch and sort of experience, not completely, a little bit of what your vision, what your sight looks like. Um how did you come up with you that? You know, it's
2: so funny because that is usually, if not the first one of the first five questions somebody asks you when you have bad eyesight. It always is, oh, can you tell me about that? You know, how, what, how do you actually see and can you see me? Because vanity always slips in somewhere. But we wanted to put a little something on our website so that we could give a nod to people to say, "Hey, if you want to have an idea, click on this button." To just give that impression, give that little bit of understanding, and we're we it won a uh, a design award by by Shopify, which was really amazing. And we're hoping to integrate other diseases into that same selector eventually, so that you can actually feel the full breadth of what it's like to lose your vision.
1: What are the products that you carry besides t-shirts right now? Is it only t-shirts? And I think you have men's, women's, and uh, children.
0: We've been actually expanding the product line a lot this year. Um, Basically, we consider our brand within sort of the casual wear basics category. So anything that you can wear that's Soft and makes you feel comfortable is something that we're trying to add to the collection. So right now we have t-shirts, hoodies, polos, you know, three-button Henley shirts, V-necks. We are very shortly introducing um, uh, a French Terry uh, shorts and a zip-up hoodie. Um, We have uh, we're, we're launching socks. Um, we have some accessories as well that fall outside of that. We just launched a pair of sunglasses that has been doing extraordinarily well um, for some unique reasons. But but anything under the casual wear category is something that that we consider part of the brand.
1: Where are the t-shirts made?
2: They are produced in California. Uh, Outside of LA they're you know, from, from yarn to last button, they are sent, they are made in California.
1: That's refreshing to find out that we still have some manufacturing here in the United States, which can make a good quality um, product.
2: Well, to be honest, Brad and I, I think, are just so crazy about this stuff that we wouldn't let it go too far away. I can hop on a plane and be in California in five hours if needed. When when we first started the brand, we actually were doing manufacturing in New York City, as you can imagine what that would look like, because we just wanted to be as close to the beginning product as possible just to keep an eye on it. it
0: and actually, one of the things that, that you know, people really appreciate uh, about the the brand as well is that some of our products are actually made by facilities that uh, sort of hire primarily blind and visually impaired workers. Uh, In the past, we've worked with Dallas Lighthouse for the Blind. Currently, we're working with an organization um, in North Carolina called Industries for the Blind. And it's sort of a way to, um, you know, not only stay true to our mission, which is to help give funds to research, but actually do what we can today um, and uh, and help provide opportunities to folks who, you know, obviously share the same experience we have with our vision.
1: So how did you get funding to start this project?
0: We funded it ourselves. You know, we, we're very fortunate that, you know, it happened pretty organically. Brian and I were focusing on this only on our nights and weekends. Uh, until we started to get some publicity, um, basically after um, we got a big endorsement from the Ellen DeGeneres show, it, which led to a snowball of other opportunities, that's when we looked at each other and said, "Hey, we need to we need to hire someone to help us. <laughs> we need uh, we need f- a fulfillment center. We need to like actually professionalize this organization." So whether it was right or wrong, um, you know we. Waited until we were in a position where we had a lot of momentum um, to, uh, to to be able to bring those resources to bear, and and we've just financed it ourselves. Uh, you know where, where we. So how is to. your
1: so how is your company set up? Is it set up as a for profit, non profit, or a for profit with a non profit uh, outcome?
0: Yeah. So. Just for simplicity's sake, we originally set it up as an LLC, um, but for a variety of reasons, because the project is entirely, you know, charitable, we're actually playing with the structure a little bit. We're, we're setting up with uh, the Two Blind Brothers Foundation, which is a 501c3, which will allow us to take um, direct donations. Um, and uh, do some do some other things, as well as we've talked to folks at. at not a lot of people know this, but the salad dressing company Newman's Own uh, gives one hundred percent of its profits to charity, and they and they have some um, very unique uh, uh, structure set up. So it's something we're constantly evaluating, but for simplicity's sake, we originally started with just a simple LLC structure.
1: So, how much did uh, the Two Blind Brothers Foundation give to charity? You've been in operation just about two years, right? Two thousand sixteen, or.
2: Yeah, we've been in operation a little over three years now. And uh, two blind brothers to date, and this is a number we're incredibly proud of, has donated uh, right about half a million dollars to retinal researchers.
1: I'm I'm speechless.
2: When we we saw that figure, I was basically as floored as anybody in the world.
1: Uh, How close do you think we are to finding a cure for? Macular degeneration or any retinal disease
0: extremely close in certain ways and further in others you know it, you know retinal eye disease is a giant category, just like you know cancer um, you know there there are about two hundred and fifty genes that regulate your um, that regulate your retina, and so, for example, with the with the story we said earlier about you know Yannick Douay with labor's congenital amaurosis LCA, uh, that that is a disease controlled by one gene, and that essentially has a very effective therapy that was um, approved um, uh, last year in January, and so th- and so we're getting closer and closer. There's probably 30 clinical trials right now, all tackling different aspects, different diseases. Some slow the progression, some are Are trying to reverse the progression of certain diseases. Stargardt's, our particular disease, is probably a little further out than some others uh, for a variety of reasons. One being that the Stargardt's gene ABCA4 is um, is a little bit bigger than um, what the current effective gene therapies are targeting. So, but but the exciting thing is is that the science is validated. There are treatments that are being used in people's eyes and in other um, conditions across Mm -hmm. the body that show that things like gene therapies, stem cell therapies, uh, gene editing, optogenetics actually are effective. So we see it as more of a matter of time and funding uh, than as a question of if.
1: What about the orphan product development? So the FDA established this office in 1983, you where it gave biotech companies, uh, which were trying to find a cure for very rare diseases, um, an orphan drug status, which provided tax reduction. So I know you spoke about the gene therapy. So are there some biotech pharma companies working on uh, trying to find um, a cure for this disease and blindness?
0: Yeah. So that orphan drug stat, uh, you know, designation helps tremendously for conditions like ours. Um, It also doesn't hurt that there are, I think I heard last week that there are 380 gene-related clinical trials outside of the eye going on. And, And truthfully, all of these learn from each other. Um, so, so, you know, there's plenty of companies I can probably think of about five or six off the top of my head that are currently working on Stargardt's disease, our current, our condition. Um, but, but absolutely it's, uh, you know, we're, we're sort of living through a medical revolution and Brian and I try to, uh, try to get people excited
2: about that.
1: So how old are you and Brian right now?
2: This is Brian. I am, uh, I'm 28 years old and Brad is, what do you know, 34? That's right, 34, going Ooh. strong. Keep it up.
1: <laughs> so about for 29 years, you have uh, struggled with this disease. Um, where can one buy these products?
2: Well, you can come to our website, which is 2, T-W-O blind, B-L-I-N-D, brothers. Dot com. And you can find some of the greatest clothing that has ever been created and know that everything that you buy, 100 percent of the profits is going back towards helping find a cure for 11 million people.
1: Do you guys pay yourself at all?
2: Brad and I right now are on a New York City minimum wage salary. Uh, that's so we can be on the company health insurance. But we donate that salary back to back to uh, research anyways.
1: You so you have a storefront or you don't have a storefront?
2: Not yet. We we haven't gone brick and mortar uh, quite yet. It's something we're, we've looked at, but we are not all the way there.
1: And so do you do pop ups in different locations or it's all just online?
0: Occasionally we'll do events. It's mostly for the community here in New York City. Our friends who have helped us along the way with the project, our, our you know our, our super fan customers. And uh, and frankly, to, to have some fun with the team here. Um, but you know, the cool thing is is that, you know 15 years ago, if we were to start this project, we would have had a really hard time finding people that resonated with this cause. There probably were some trade pub- publications we could have tried to advertise in. But the truth is because of technology, um, the digital age, social media, you know, we get a lot of leverage on our content and on our story and on our mission when we send it out online because like no other time can your niche project that speaks to your own specific audience um, get in front of them. You know, it's, it's just a very, very efficient uh, medium for uh, for reaching folks.
1: Thank you, Bradford and Brian, for your openness in talking about your disease and the generosity in donating to find a cure for blindness. If you're a creator of a mindful brand or would like to recommend a mindful brand to be featured on our show, send us a message on our Facebook or Instagram page. We recorded this podcast at Q one o six seven in Lafayette, Indiana. Katam Gale composed the music for this podcast. This is Mindful Businesses with Vidya Rayel.